Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Great Mondays Radio. Today, I have uh, as my guest, Brett Martin, who is the co-founder of a very cool startup called Kumo Space, as well as a co-founder of Charge Ventures. Brett, I appreciate you coming and uh, and chatting with me. Uh, culture is something that we talk a lot about, but you're getting into solving a problem that I've seen emerge pretty quickly um, and I think is part of this, which is remote work. What? Uh, first of all, just tell us a little bit about yourself and then what are you trying to do to solve solve this problem of culture while distributed? Josh, uh, I appreciate you too. So thank you for thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, Kumo Space. You know, we sell basically virtual offices where remote and distributed teams show up for work every day. And um, you know, we are trying to. It's funny, Andy Jassy, who's the new CEO of Amazon. He uh, wrote an email, a memo, you know, explaining why he was bringing everyone back into the office. I think you know May first, twenty twenty three. And you know, he says, well. We need this because we need to tutor and mentor the next generation. We need to be able to onboard, you know, new talent. We need to be able to, you know, have collaborate and come up with new ideas. And, you know, we also need to build, you know, relationships with our, our coworkers and, and, you know, that will help us like be more effective, have higher levels of trust. And I agree with literally everything he said. I just disagree that you need to go physically back to an office do that. And I think that we can use software to, you know, enable yeah. those types of trustful interactions. Spoiler alert. I completely agree. I was in a room full of um, CHROs last week and it was the, you know, everybody's battling this and trying to figure this out because that's exactly right. Like when, like why, I guess is the question. Why are we coming back to work? Why are people demanding people show up? And those are some of the things that they came up with. They're like, well, I need to mentor. I need to make sure this. So when when we think about that, like, would you say that those are like, those are the primary challenges that we now need to re like solve for? Like they they were, we, we did know how to do that together, right? We sat around, we sat on the same floor, we could walk up. And now we need to figure out how to do that in a whole different way, the mentoring, <laughs> connections, the culture, the, you know, the innovation, right? Like that's the big one is like innovation. So is, is that what we're trying? Like, would you say those are like the big problems that are showing up as we transition to remote? Yeah. You know, I was just speaking with, um, you know, Professor uh, Ravi Gahedran, he's um, down in Florida and he you know, was saying, well, actually, this isn't a new problem. You know, Microsoft literally did research on this 20 years ago on, on remote organizations. And, you know, they said, well, actually, you you lose cross-silo connectivity. People don't form bonds. It's harder to get people up to speed on cultural, you know, what the company culture is. Uh, so these are not actually new problems for folks that have been you know, had distributed teams, uh, offshore teams, you know, these are not new problems, actually. Yeah. Um, it's new because all of a sudden, everyone during the pandemic was, was forced, to, forced to confront them. And so instead, and, you know, instead of actually understanding the problem and, and fixing it and keeping some of the benefits we got during the pandemic and remote work, everyone just wants to kind of retreat to what they know. And what I they think, know, exactly. You know, 
the, it wasn't even intentional. It just happens to be that the, the, the physical parameters of putting everyone in a box uh, over the course of the day and then, you know, needing to get water and needing to get lunch, you know, creates this sort of connectivity and, you know, iterative engagement across silos and, you know, build, it helps people build relationships. Um, and, you know, the problem is that we didn't think about, okay, now that we don't get this for free because we don't have a physical box that we put everyone in every day, how do we create that? Uh, you know, how do we solve that remotely? And, you know, I think actually, you know, your audience, like all these uh, CHROs and chief people officers have been given this impossible task where they say, okay, you're in charge of, you know, figuring out culture. Impossible. And, you know, impossible. But, yeah. yeah. And you get to have one happy hour a month to do that. It's good luck. Right. Right. And when in reality, culture is obviously this like organizational wide problem that no one person or department is going to be able to solve. Right. And you need to, you know, actually undergo sort of tr organizational transformation about the way that we do remote work. If we actually want to build culture while working remotely. There's a, there was a, um, a study. I need to go back and look at it because it's been a while. I don't remember. I can't. I can't quite cite the study exactly. But the findings were that um, if you were on a different floor, even in the same building, you might as well be like across the world. Like no one's gonna. Rarely are they climbing the stairs or getting in the getting in the elevator. So your point about this is not a new problem resonates with me. And one of the 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 sort of the way that I describe that, which is you're like accidentally we happen to have to get up and go to the bathroom. We happen to have to get some coffee, right? It's like we are now trading that square footage. And that that square footage that caused that to happen before no, is no longer there. So we have to invest in something else. And so when folks are saying, hey, we're going to save so much money, when leaders are saying we're going to save so much money on not having offices, um, I would say that, okay, great, maybe you do, right? Real estate is really expensive, but you can't just assume that's all going to be pure profit because you have to invest it in the in the the things that that office was doing for you. And I think that's where we kind of live. And so you created a, a platform that creates a virtual office. And what, how does that, I mean, it's, it looks like a, it looks like a game, right? It looks like a SIM, sort of a SIM game. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, it's funny, every time I tell people we build virtual offices, they say, is that VR? And, uh, you know, right. people's immediate head go there and it's like, well, you know, there's only a few million headsets in the world and maybe far less than that yeah. people are using them. And so we wanted to build a you know, tool that could actually be used by millions of people all over across the world. So no, actually it's, you know, we're just a two dimensional, you know, video chat, but basically we let you have multiple conversations in the same place at the same time. So uh, in Kumo space, you are, your, your avatar is your video. Uh, we're not, you know, super cartoony and, uh, you know, trying to help you build and be an anonymous avatar. I mean, there's yeah. places for that and all, you know, metaverse products, but in reality, you know, we're targeting the work audience. So, you know, you are your video and really the only difference is that you can actually look in your office and see who is there and who is chatting and who is having conversations and move freely between them. So if you were to go to our Kumo space office, uh, you know, at 9 a.m., you would see 20, 25, 30 people kind of 
file in over the course of the hour. We're mostly engineers and designers, so it doesn't really start right at nine. Um, and then, you know, they would come and, you know, you'd see people screen sharing. You could see the marketing department have a meeting. You could tap on the door and say, hey, you know, just want to let you know we're going to get this new release out. And you could fluidly move from there to the engineering meeting. And, you know, yes, maybe you see the meetings that are happening on your calendar, right? But what would happen if you just showed up at some Zoom meeting that you were not invited to and your team saw you in the waiting room? They would be like, that's super weird. What do you, yeah. you know, what do you want, Josh? Yeah. Right. Whereas in Kumo space, it's totally natural the same way it would be in a physical, in a physical office. So one of the things that I think is interesting about this, that this provides this kind of tool is what I would call situational awareness. And it's it's that to me is the kind of context and information that you don't get from our kind of traditional linear tools. So you're you're actually getting information, multiple complex pieces of information that helps you understand who's doing what. And I find that you know, I think some people would say, well, I don't really necessarily care. It doesn't, marketing department doesn't matter to me. I'm just doing my thing. But to me, it feels like you have the ability to tap into that information and understand what's happening in the organization. I feel like that's a big piece of what's been missing. It's almost like busyness, right? Like when you go to the office and you feel like, you're like, cool, there's things happening. I mean, I, I'm an extrovert. I get my, I get, I get juiced from that. But that to me is the, what's, what one of the interesting things about this, about Kumo space is this situational awareness. Do you have, um, ha, do, do some of your clients, like, do, have you heard about, like, is that something that they value that they see that they've called out? Or is this just like a nerdy Josh thing that's like, I'm seeing? Oh, no, I, this is everyone that uses Kumasi. I mean, first off, the thing you're talking about is that, you know, the hum of, uh, you know, happy office, right? The, the, the vibe of, you know, oh, this is an exciting place. Things are getting done here. People are, you know, doing good work. And I want to be, a, I want to be a part of that. I want to be surrounded by other motivated people, you know, working toward a common goal, right? And when you're sitting in your home, but in your studio apartment in New York by yourself, and you just graduated from a good school, but your new job is sitting in a, in, you know, a small apartment, but, you know, you're not getting that, right? You're not getting that vibe. You're not seeing other people strive for greatness and inspired to do the same, right? So that's the problem. And I think what you mentioned was this sort of, um, you know, fundamentally it's like a network effect right if you think about any product with network effects right zoom you oh. know has network effects right but not at the organizational level right because everyone you could have a thousand person organization they're everyone's sitting in zoom and zoom meetings all day but no one has any it doesn't get better the more people who are having zoom from meetings right it's easier to start your own meeting but it doesn't get better if you have 10 other organizations using uh, other teams in your company using Zoom at the same time. In fact, you have no idea what they're doing. Whereas Kumo Space actually gets better every, the more people you bring onto it. So if you get you know, just your team, that's one thing. If you get every other team, it actually becomes that much better because now every other team is aware of what every other team is doing. They all have the context and they can fluidly move between each other, learn about each other and connect with each other and do a better job holistically. So really it's just video networked video chat. I mean, it's honestly not much more complicated than that, than that but the output is gestalt. It is greater yeah. than the sum of the parts. 
And are you able to, um, well, let me ask it as a more open, open question. Um, when you are talking to um, the kind of uh, customer that you want, but they're maybe they're more of that older school, right? Of like, we just need to get people back in the office. What lights them up? What, what, what are the benefits that they go, oh, I get it. Like, is that, do you tell that story and they go, totally sign me up? Or is there, is there another attribute or feature that you've seen, you know, of the, some of these folks just go, aha, I get it. Like, what's the, I get it moment for the, from some of those older, older school is the best way I can put it, thinkers. Uh, you know, uh, seeing is believing. I mean, it, this is something new and novel and people haven't experienced it before. So it can't be hard to conceptualize. And, you know, yeah. when saying like, it literally is just like, it, the closest thing is like an office, right? Like, you know, I, I think um, people come in and their face lights up and then they bump into someone for the first time and they walk into a meeting or, you know, you, we have an all hands meeting and it's really amazing. You know, every time it's the kind of exciting me is that you know we hit four o'clock and you know everyone kind of starts trickling out of their offices and their meetings and they come into our auditorium in our office and it pile in and then you know we have that you know 20 minutes and then afterward you know everyone breaks off into small groups and kind of continues chatting with each other and conversing about what they just saw and what they need to do next after a meeting and yeah. and seeing that is, is is believing because you're like oh yeah i remember this I from the physical world and, and now i'm seeing it and so um yeah, I think that's a magic. I think really the way I describe it is people come for the culture, they buy for the visibility, and they stay for the collaboration. And what I mean by that is people come for the culture. It's, you know, they know they have a culture problem. They know, you know, it, it's oftentimes CHROs or chief people officer or, you know, at a bigger organization or remote work specialist or employee engagement specialist, right? They're like, they've been tasked with this in public task right so they come for the culture maybe they thought that they needed a virtual event and they were going to do a happy hour but we sort of you know say hey look like culture wasn't built with a once a month happy hour it's a repeated you know dozen micro interactions a day across every person at your organization right yeah, yeah. you you buy because bosses buy kumo space because they say you know what I, I, I need, I want to know what my team is doing. I want to be able to, and it's not just like a FaceTime thing. It's not just a lack of trust huh. thing. It's like, yeah. if I can see what my team is doing, I can help them more. I can mentor them. I can, you know, everyone talks about best practices is manage on outputs, manage on outputs. Well, guess what? If you manage on outputs and you don't know the output for a month, then you're, it's going to take a month to improve your outputs right, at, right, at right, bare right. minimum, right? Yeah. Whereas if you see that the inputs going into the process on day two of a month-long uh, project aren't what you you know what you know aren't going to work, you can actually intervene and you know correct. make a course yeah. correction and yeah. improve things faster, right? And that's what people don't realize about remote work. It's like actually it helps to sit side by side with someone and help them. And then the final part is. To that, to that point is like, I think I see a lot of people making this argument that, oh, you know, we can do collaboration remote, you know, asynchronously. And they think collaboration is, uh, I write a document and you comment on it. And we think that's bullshit. We think hmm. that collaboration is actually this magic that happens when we 
synchronously have a conversation and a dialogue and we go back and forth and then the output of that dialogue is actually something completely different than either of us would have come up with uh, on our own. And so we converge to a shared understanding that might have been something different than either of us came to the table with. And you need synchronicity to, to do that. And so for all these people that are saying, we don't need any of this anymore. Well, you know, Good luck coming up with new ideas to your original. Right, exactly. I think we're going to see a drop off and a, a, a steep drop off in innovation for those companies that aren't able to pick that up. Um, so let's let's zoom out. You've been um, a part of, you funded or founder of a lot of different startups. What would you say is your um, learning? What advice might you give to um folks that are in that growth phase uh, of, you know, starting to hire and scale. When you think about culture, um, do you have any stories around like something that like really worked or something that totally didn't work? Because we can learn from that as well. I, you know, I um, often... I think about, when I think about culture, I, my good friend, Maya Hosebakavili, she was a uh, chief people officer at Stripe for a love long her. time. And then she- Love her. Then, uh, I you, love her you, work. You know, Maya, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maya's an amazing, uh, good friend of mine. We went to college together. And then she actually ran their uh, M&A and investing arm after being chief people officer, which is, you know, probably one of the craziest sort of corporate transitions that, you know, it just yeah. gives you an idea of the caliber of person. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I actually like, one thing that I think is useful to get people in person for is actually, you know, if you're doing team building, right, like taking advantage of that opportunity to be physical, you know, like I, one thing I love doing, you know, I love, uh, you know, you have trust falls and like there's, there's value in that people make fun of it, but you know, yeah. I like just like the line my team up and do a, you know, I, I some eye gazing and it's yeah. really interesting to watch people like connect on, on that level. Um, so, you know, one thing I would just say is like, we talked a lot about remote work, but you know, if you are going to get people in person, whether it's, you know, uh, hybrid or an offsite, you know, be creative about using that physical space and that physical connection. And like, usually, you know, connect people emotionally and, you know, use physicality to do that. So um, maybe a little bit counterintuitive to this conversation, but I love to like, you know, get people out and shake, shake them up from their office life. I, I think that's wonderful. And I think it's, it's genuine, right? You are so invested in the remote digital world, but you're like, actually, there is some value. And um, I just heard from the uh, chief people officer at Atlassian, right? And they create software for teamwork and remote work, and they're trying to go remote. And she said that they have decided that the reason they get together, the primary reason is connection. And the secondary reason is solving complex problems, which is what I think you're talking about with collaboration. So uh, to me, my advice to some of my clients and anybody else who will listen is always about, hey, it is useful to come together, but let's be thoughtful about it. Like make an investment, bring people together, whether it's that kind of buffer style, right? Come together once a year, um, bring everybody together and have an offsite for a week. Or if it's that Airbnb, like once a quarter, your team's coming together in person. Those feel like irreplaceable things. Not that you couldn't help 
you know, obviously we're, we're both aligned on it's possible to have uh, comprehensive, um, evolving, educationally filled remote work life. Um, but there is that off, there is that offline experience of breathing the same air that really can't be replaced. Um, is there anything else as we wrap up? Is there anything else that you think would be really important for our audience of professionals, culture builders, um, formal and informal culture builders uh, to to know either about what you have learned or the work that you're doing? Um, what what do you what would you like to to share? Yeah, you know, I am. Um, I always hated, I've never run, even, you know, before I ran a remote company, I never worked out of a WeWork because it never, I never thought that you could build something unique in such a commodified hmm. place. And I think that, you know, I feel the same way about, you know, building a remote company. It's like, you know, if you work on these platforms, Slack and Zoom, where everyone, it's like the, the purpose of it is to commodify the other, you know, the people going into it. Everyone looks the same and is the same shape. And, you know, there's no place for self-expression at the individual or, or, you know, company level, right? Like I, I, you know, I just like, hey, how do you find opportunities to create and celebrate the like individuals that are building you know, your organization. And I would just encourage you to, you know, look for tools that provide, you know, some of that space for uniqueness and differentiation and and, and self-expression. And, you know, if you're interested in checking out Kumo Space, you know, be happy to connect with, you know, anyone from Josh's podcast, just, you know, reference <laughs> it in yeah. the subject line and, you know, just shoot me an email, bredakumospace.com. Awesome. Brett Martin, thank you. Co-founder of Charge Ventures and Kumo Space. You can find him at kumospace.com, K-U-M-O-S-P-A-C-E. Brett Martin, thanks for coming on Great Mondays Radio. I appreciate you uh, sharing your wisdom. Pleasure being here, Josh. Uh, it's uh, always uh, fun and look forward to seeing you, bumping into you at the next South. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio. Hey, if you want to be a guest, head over to greatmondays.com slash radio. We'd love to hear from you. And if you think this episode was interesting and your friends and fans would enjoy it, please share on social media. And if you want to get more people to understand the power of company culture in business today, please rate and review Great Mondays Radio on your podcasts app or podcast feed. It really helps us reach more people. If you want to make sure to hear more candid conversations with culture leaders, subscribe to Great Mondays Radio. And I'd love to connect with you. Find me on LinkedIn at aka Josh Levine, on YouTube at Great Mondays. And you can always email me, josh at greatmondays.com. Find out more about our work with hypergrowth technology and social enterprise organizations, or grab a copy of our book at greatmondays.com. I'm Josh Levine. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio. Peace.